Hey everybody, welcome back to Heck versus Hell, where the truth we tell. And today we're going to be on a very difficult topic because a lot of people will not conform to this idea in which they are a part of, right? It's called people-pleasing. A lot of you may know what it is, you may not, and if you are a part of it, you may not know the effects that you're really doing when you're operating under this label, or whatever you want to call it. So, people-pleasing usually comes from, well, a lot of things, actually. One that I could think of is the fear of what people will say. If you tell the truth, if you're just direct and concise with what you have to say. A lot of people have that fear of being so truthful and so raw. The fear that it might cause some type of distortion or confrontation or argument or whatever it may be. You know, but it comes from fear. And there's multiple reasons why. That's the title, and we're going to get into that shortly. But one of the biggest ones is that we do it without actually knowing that we're doing it, right? But when we do it, we think that we're helping people. You know, we think that we're helping BA, like, I'm, we're cool, we're good, it's all good over here, no arguments, I'm just a nice guy or gal, whatever it may be. And we go... And we try to be all buddy-buddy, all nice with everybody, not trying to offend or hurt anybody. And ooh, in this society, in today's culture, it is very difficult not to hurt anybody. Whether it be truth or opinion, somebody's going to be hurt. Everybody's so sensitive nowadays, you can say the sky is blue and you just offended like half the people in America. But that's our problem. Is that we feel responsible for people's feelings. Let me tell you, that is not your responsibility. I knew this one kid. He grew up 10 years with a group of friends. And they grew up all in school. You know, they went to the same school. And they were always together because it's like eight hours a day. And they had so many classes together. A group of friends. And he had these two best friends. One was a male and one was a female. He was transitioning to a new area. He was going to move away from that school and start a new life. In doing so, he was saying his goodbyes to his closest friends. The two closest friends that he had. His best friends, right? The male and the female. And they were having a conversation. And... For some reason, he felt the need to speak up. I don't know exactly what they were arguing about or talking about, whatever it may be. But he had feelings for this, I guess, his uh, female best friend. And I don't know if she was tripping over a guy or, you know, obsessing over him and getting hurt by him, whatever it was. And he told her a bad dude because he doesn't even know what he's doing. He's not a man at all. You know, and out of the love that he had for that female and not in the wanting to be with her type of love, but the wanting to tell the truth, 
he ended up causing, I guess, a little bit of an altercation between the three of them because uh, the male best friend, he used something against her. And that's how she felt. And that's why they didn't tell him anything or something like that. And throughout that, he got in the shell and actually was scared to go out and make friends and be himself, be who he was, you know, to actually be vulnerable and want to interact with people, socialize. So he wasn't aware of the damage that he went through because of that little situation, just that little teeny situation. You know, it could have been not so teeny for him, but just because of that little one situation, that one moment where they dropped him and they said, basically, hey, we're not talking to you anymore because why would you say that to her? You know, and she was like, why would you say that to me? You know, just because of that one moment, he lost his lifelong friends, you know, because he was only like, what, eighth grade? So they were basically his lifelong friends. Not a very long life, right? But <laughs> lifelong nonetheless. So he took that responsibility upon himself and he said he was going to start sugarcoating stuff. You know, he was going to start not being so truthful all the way to where it could damage a relationship. So that's where that fear came in. You know, hey, I've been through this. I don't want to I don't want to have to go through that again. So instead, I'm going to shell up and I'm not going to tell what I want to say. And I'll be more of a true, cool, chill, laid back type of guy, right? That decision was very detrimental in his life. He wasn't even aware he made that decision. But because of that instance, it changed him. It changed him in the way he told his truth. He would either tell half the truth or none of it at all. And that is dangerous. Sugarcoating and people-pleasing basically allows people to run over you and walk over you. Because of that, later, he got ran over with the new group of friends that he made. He got ran over so bad that he was over here. He thought he was helping out a friend. And that friend ended up just bugging him for money, bugging him and bugging him and bugging him. And this kid, he dropped out of school. And he was working construction. And he started just giving his pal money. You know, they were smoking buddies and he would give him money. All right, I got you, I got you, I got you. He gave him $700 within the course of, I want to say, like two months. And come to find out later, he found out through another friend in the same group that the one he was giving money to was over here talking behind his back, basically saying, oh, yeah, I got this dude like like a puppy. You know, I tell him, give me 50 bucks and he gives me 50 bucks. I tell him, give me 200. He gives me 200. And it ran him over. It, it almost, I guess, crushed him because of his naivety. Na naivety? Whatever that word is. Being naive. Thinking that he found a real friend. Thinking that that people pleasing was going to work out. And come to find out that he did not take that very lightly. He's those type of people where if you go and you push him against a, a wall far enough, he's going he's gonna to act up. 
you know, and not in a very good way. <laughs> so that caused other problems. But the point of that story was that people pleasing did a lot more damage and it does a lot more damage for you first and foremost and for the relationships you have, you know, and that's something that I came to terms with and found out is that if you don't confront something like you don't address a situation you're in agreement with it i had no idea how that was until i actually put it into perspective so let's take this for example right let's role play let's say i come up to you and i just start flicking you in the head flick 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 and you're just talking to me and i'm just so focused on flicking i'm just flicking you flick 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 and you just continue your story like if nothing's going on. Why would I stop flicking you if you're okay with it? You're not telling me it's bothering you, so why would I stop? You're in agreement to it. So, that's where I found out that confrontation is kind of a good thing. You know, and that's not to say go and start fights with everybody you have a problem with. Or go and start arguments with everyone you have a problem with, but... Simply put, if you do that to me, you come up to me, flick, flick, hey, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, and, and it doesn't even have to be too serious. You can do it in a serious demeanor. Like, hey, what are you doing? Like, get your nasty fingers off of me. I don't know where you've been. You know, like, oh, whoa, whoa. You know, and, and if you're in that used to that people pleasing type of way, once you do start to stop, tell them to stop that flicking, they're going to see it as, whoa, who is this person? No, that's, that's new. That's new. I didn't know you didn't like that. You've, I mean, you've let me do it for so long. I didn't know. You know, it almost shocks people. And coming from that people pleasing type of place, it's, it's got to be a little bit of a roar. Whenever you do it, you can't have that. Oh, cut it out, man. You know, stop flicking me. <laughs> you know, because then nobody's going to take you seriously. See, that's the thing with people pleasing. Whenever you're going and you try to sugarcoat or not start confrontation, you're not taken as serious as you should. You're over here trying to play it off like, oh, my God. And you, you try to play it as a joke sometimes. Try to tell the truth as a joke to try to have that door out, that back door. Oh, I was just playing. Oh, I was just joking. And I know because I've done it before. <laughs> That's why I know what you are going through right now. That's why I know the techniques that you use. And today, up until a couple hours ago, I realized I was still a boy. You know, I didn't have that belief in me that I'm I'm a little boy. I'm I'm this and that. Well, I had to make that decision because I wasn't fully aware of my people pleasing and the extent and the amount of damage it causes to relationships and to you. I wasn't aware of that. My beautiful woman, soon to be wife, had to point it out to me. She told me, a lot of names. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat the names she told me. But she was basically calling me out of my name. Respectfully. 
And it kind of bothered me, you know, because she told me I was not a man, that I'm a boy. And I'm like, well, you know, I kind of got in my little pouty type of way. I'm like, well, you're not a man, you know, <laughs> but I kind of got in that type of way. But then I assessed and she explained what she meant by it. And I understood and I completely agree with her and I became disgusted with it. I became disgusted with my people pleasing. I'm like, wow. Because I wasn't aware of how much it was damaging that relationship that was God-given. And most importantly, the relationship I have with God. I'm over here trying to please people instead of my father. That is a sin only I can bear and I am disgusted with. So I made that decision today to change it. See, change happens in one decision. Once you decide, I'm not going to keep doing that. That's where it starts. That doesn't mean it's, okay, well, I'm a new person now. I'm a man now. But you're on the path to it. Now the snowball effect starts to proceed. And now you can go to where, towards where you want it to go. Very simple. One decision. But the part that's not so simple is the consistency. Because whenever you are in that state of people pleasing, you don't realize you're doing it all the time. Like it's so subconscious, it's so habitual that you're over here not aware of it. And it's just a habit. It's the way you perform now. So the consistency in breaking that mold is going to be difficult. But like I said, it takes one decision. It takes one decision to change your life around. And you can ask anybody. Any successful person will tell you that they just decided one day to get up and change their life. When you go to the gym, you make that decision. I'm not going to be unhealthy anymore. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to do what I have to do, even if I have to crawl there. But a lot of people don't commit to their decisions. So you got to be committed all the way. That's something else that I learned from my beautiful wife was that you have to be committed. And she gives this one parable of the pig and the chicken, chicken and the pig. She says... The chicken is involved, right, for breakfast, because you go and you um, you get a chicken, and it'll lay eggs for you, and it'll feed you, you know, it'll feed you day by day, it'll lay eggs for you, but a pig, a pig is committed, a pig, you have to kill it, so you can make pork chops, and ham, and bacon, oh, that pig was committed, He's committed to filling your belly. We got to stop people pleasing. Simple as that. We have to do it not for others, but do it for yourself. You see, personally, my issue was that I identified myself with the people that I've been trying to please. Because if it's like somebody outside of my circle, outside that I may not see every single day, I'm not going to tolerate a lot of stuff. 
I don't know if that's how you are. You could just be people pleasing every single person you come across. Um, hey, 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 oh, excuse me. Hey, hey, you know, and being very meek. And that's not to be prideful or anything. It's not, hey, stop being a coward and just buck up. It's basically what it is. And that's what my woman told me. She said, yo, you you just got to get buck. Like, usually people at your age, they got that buck mentality where you just don't care and you're going to stampede through anything. And I once was that before, in that mentality before. And I saw it as a negative thing because it affected a lot of people negatively. And I'm like, okay, well, now I'm on my path for God. Now I can't have that mentality. Now I have to change. When in reality, whenever I was in that mindset, it was the most I've ever been myself ever since I was a child. That's crazy to think about. Because now I feel like I'm living in falsehood because I hopped out of that mentality to try to please people. You know, I looked at it as, oh, well, I was doing so much damage and this and that and this and that, trying to humble myself before God, right? But it was really just an excuse to not lose the support I have. You know, and I got that slap of reality. So I'm here to give you your slap of reality. Stop with the BS. You know, the bologna sandwich. <laughs> Stop people-pleasing. Is not doing you any favors and it's not doing people any favors. You're letting people, you're setting people up for failure. Because once you go and that boundary gets pushed far enough, either you're going to cut that person out your life or you're going to tear their head off, whether verbally or literally. You know, because everything pops. You hold in enough everything pops. And like myself in that story I told, those are two type that pop, <laughs> you know? So whatever you are, do yourself a favor and stop people pleasing. Because people pleasing, it, it makes you carry yourself as walking on eggshells, as I've said before. And you carry yourself like, hey, you know, and you can walk over me if you want. You know, I can lay down and on the puddle for you. While you walk on top of me. You know, and that's really how you carry yourself. Whenever you're people pleasing. I wasn't aware of that. I had to snap into that. Because of the little slap in the face. That I had. From the woman that God placed in my life. And I'm like, wow. I am so blessed. <laughs> I am so blessed. And. She keeps me accountable. But with certain things. You just have to keep yourself accountable. Go and be very conscious when you interact with people. See how you interact with them. And ask yourself if that's truly how you would interact with them. If you're thinking before you speak. Sometimes we just have to speak. Whether it hurts the other person or not. You have to be confident, confident <laughs> in your voice. That's something that even I struggled with. You know, recording this right now. I wasn't like this. It took me a little bit of habitual practice to get here, to start speaking with confidence and speaking 
and having enough faith in myself to speak and trusting myself to know what to say. See, none of this right now is scripted. And I'm surprised because I'm a very, you know, I got to prepare. I can't move unless I'm fully prepared. I was that type of person. Even if it's little preparations, I'll use it as, and it's really for that reason. I'll, for if I'm not fully prepared, I would use it as an excuse to not do something. See, we got to get through that fear. We got to really grow up. And it's uncomfortable to grow up. It's definitely uncomfortable. You can ask a tree. You know, a tree has got to go deeper into the earth and get with all the worms and maggots and get all dirty. But that's the only way it can grow up. That's the only way it can bear fruits. So you have to get uncomfortable to grow. If we stay comfortable and complacent, there's no room for growth. You're taking up all the space. <laughs> You're not opening yourself up for failure. So I'm grateful for those failures because of failing the two relationships that mean the most to me. It caused the change. It caused me to make that decision. And whether you have to go through something similar or not, that is up to you to make the decision. All I'm here to do is encourage you to make the right one. Stop people pleasing. There's one quote I really love. It says, The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. That was said by Dr. MLK. He stood on his beliefs. He told his truth even to the point where it killed him. That was a real man right there. And when we grow up, we have to be so rooted. That's that's why I use that tree analogy. We have to be so rooted in our beliefs, in the ground, and plant our feet in where we stand, that we have to tell our truth. We can't just be so flimsy that we let anything go on. You know, we can't allow certain situations to keep happening. You know, if someone was beating you up, would you just let it happen? Every single day. And I know there's certain things where, you know, you may be getting bullied. And it's hard to stand up. You know, it could be a couple bullies beating you up. Or it could be a boss that's just completely giving you and shoveling stuff to you. And treating you like his dog. Treating you almost inhumane. We can't just keep letting everything happen. You know, that situation... It's placed in your life that you may build that character. That you may stop accepting BS, baloney sandwiches, and you stand up. Do you truly believe you deserve what you're getting right now? And you can't blame it on... Last night I poured my heart out to God and I said, Father, I have been so dishonorable in your name that... I ask you one thing, you know, I come to you in humility, full humility, but I ask one thing. Please let your will be done through me and do what you must have to do through me. The little piece of your will that you assign to this temple that I may complete, that I may continue to push forward and persevere for your sake and for your daughter's sake. 
And on judgment day, if you must cast me out to the lake of fire, then do so. But please take your daughter with you. Take the daughter that you put in my life, the woman that you put in my life with you. And it was so humbling. You know, we have to be really humbling whenever we see things like this, because a lot of you up to this point, you could be looking at it as, well, I'm not a people pleaser and you're just in denial about it. But we have to humble ourselves and see ourselves for what we are. That humility, it was so shameful, so guilt filled. I didn't even want to pray. But I told myself, hey, I got to have this discipline because I do it every night. And even though I didn't want to, because of the shame and guilt I felt, I had to. And just like that, today, I made that decision. I'm going to be the man I need to be for him and for his daughter. I'm not going to allow my people pleasing, my problems to continue to affect his will and our relationship. And like I said, it all starts with one decision. And I implore you to make that decision and take that step forward each and every day. Because the worst step you can take is not taking a step at all. As ironic as that sounds, we step so carefully and so cautiously because of our fear. And there was even a study done at Yale where they went and they gathered opinions from people they were studying. And they showed them facts against their opinions. And they scanned their brains with MRIs. And they saw that whenever they rejected the fact, it gave them dopamine. It gave them a sense of satisfaction to deny and stay comforted. So we are trained, our biological system is trained to keep us and reward us for ignorance. And, you know, that's how we were designed. We were designed to survive. See, we got to push past that. That's where all this stems from. You know, like that story, that was a, a root of where that seed was planted that flourished into a people-pleasing tree. You know, a tree with high five for leaves. <laughs> you know, it can't always be jolly and good times. You have to assert yourself sometimes. You have to let it be known what you stand for. Whether it destroys that relationship or not, the ones that are meant to be in your life will stand. Only the phonies will fall. Only the phonies will fall. So stand for the right thing. Confront where you need to confront. And it doesn't take a big confrontation. You know, start with little things. Little things. If you have a partner, you're living with a partner, or you have a sibling that you share a room with or something of that matter. You know, it could be a little something that bothers you. Hey, I'd appreciate it if you didn't just throw your shoes on the floor and have me tripping over them, have me having to step over them or someone who's messy. You know, hey, I'd appreciate it if you clean something up. That's not okay. That's not a way to be living. I don't like that. Look, I can help you if you want me to. 
and I could show you how to do it. I could show you how to organize and da 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 da. It doesn't have to be something huge. Like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of you always telling me what to do. You know, it could, <laughs> you can work up there. You can work up there if it's something that really needs to be said. But you have to have that discernment, that ability to know what is good for you to where it doesn't become just arrogance and pride. You know, you also have to have open ears. And going back to the flicking analogy, let's do that again. Let's go through that little exercise again. You know, let's say you're flicking me. I'm like, hey, you know, stop. What, what are you doing that for? What do you gain from that? Like, are you okay? Something bothering you that you have to come and bother me? Or what? what's going on? You know, I'm here if you want to talk. You see, there are certain situations where you can find understanding. That right there could have been a stem, a little pinky toe peeking out of the whole root of a problem. And you could really help somebody if you just stop people pleasing. You can really help somebody. Through that, I could have gone and found out that maybe they're getting ran over themselves. So they have to do it to you. You know, just like bullying. A lot of the times, people go and they bully other people because they're not having the best time of their life at home or in a different area in their life. You know, and you can see that as kids, where when one kid bullies a kid... Usually, they aren't getting the best treatment at home or even at work. They're over here acting like nincompoops. And you have no idea why. When it could be something like, oh, their wife or their partner is just taking advantage of them and treating them the same way they're treating you. How people react tells more about them than it does you. If I tell you the truth, like I am right now, and you get all defensive, and you start to tell me everything you can think of, try to point the finger at me, hey, I already admitted that I'm a people pleaser, or I was, and now I'm breaking out of it, so I'm here to help you, but it's going to tell me something about you. If you tell me, if I came at you right now and your response was, well, that's not me, so I'm just going to ignore it. Then you could have a problem to where you just go and you scarf things down. And you're just very in denial with a lot of things you do. And if you go and you react to it and you just become so hurt by it for some reason, well, you could have a lot more damage than I can imagine. You know, it could be something like you just have put up with so much that you kind of had to become that people pleaser because regardless everything was always your fault i have no idea who's listening to this right now but i know you need to hear this break that mold for yourself break that mold so you can have a change because you don't deserve what you're going through right now and if you aren't going through this share it with someone who is you know, give them a little advice. You know, you can hear it and put it in your own words and talk to them. You know, I don't want any credit. As long as 
whoever's listening to this can get the help that they need. People pleasing kills. So we need to kill the people pleasing. So I hope everyone who heard this message takes it for face value. Doesn't get offended. You know, and if you do get offended, well, I'm sorry to tell you that that's not my fault. <laughs> and share it. Share it with somebody. Let it be heard. Let people stop doing that in a society where it's so often, where it's so frequent because of the sensitivity of people. And this is another famous quote that I love, that I really, really loved, was from Dr. Miles Monroe. I said, people's opinion of you is none of your business. And there is so much truth in that. And we can get into that. We can get into that whole thing. Whole other episode. Another time. But listen to that. Let me, let me say it again. People's opinions of you are none of your business. See, the way you carry yourself and conduct yourself is the way people will treat you. My wife is scary. Oh, she's scary. <laughs> she demands respect. And I give it to her. <laughs> and everybody gives it to her. And she tells me, I don't get the respect I deserve. Because she's seen it. And I look at it as, really? You know, I kind of thought I did. I, you know, really? I got a little confused about that. But going back to it. You know what? Assessing everything that's going on, I see it. You are absolutely right. See, my baby is my role model. She's a great, great person to listen to. And I am just so blessed to have that woman in my life. So please share this with whoever you need to share it with. And I really hope this helped you. If you have any feedback or any problems that you'd love to, for us to talk about, whatever it may be, we'd gladly get back to you. And you could hit us up on email at flipdaswitch at reborn.com. Flipdaswitch at reborn.com. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I really hope... This message made some type of impact. Uh, it pushed you to make that decision. 